Hi, this is Wendy Blackheart from HeartfulOfBlack.com. This Massacast is for adults only, so if you're not old enough, please go somewhere else. The Massacast is supported by listeners like you. If you like what you hear and want to hear more, then go to Massacast.com and click on Donate, because unlike my fist, money doesn't come out of our asses. Thank you. Hi, and thanks for downloading another episode. It is hotter than fuck here in New York. It is, it was a 99 over the weekend, batshit crazy. Just totally uncomfortable. We've been sleeping on the living room in the, uh, on the couch because the AC just won't make it to the bedroom. Just won't make it. And it's hot enough already there, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, um, thank you to everyone who has uh, written in about the hiatus that I plan on going on after we hit the 100th episode. Um, some people have been very supportive. Other people have been pissed off. Eh, not pissed off. Upset, maybe, is, is the right word. Um, but most understand. Uh, I work, and there's a dog in the background. Uh, I work on the podcast almost every single day, and uh, I could just use, you know, a month where I don't. And so... Uh, that's what the hiatus is planned for. Now, keep in mind, I'm going to take the hiatus after what the 100th episode, and there's still plenty of time before that happens. But a, a couple of emails uh, that people have uh, have sent. I'm just going to read a couple here. Here's one. As for the 100th episode, just recommit to another 100. That's what they want for the 100th episode. I, I'm, I'm still not sure what to do for the 100th, but uh, there you go. Um, there, I've got so many, I'm not going to read through all of them. But someone actually had a really good idea here. Um, I'll read this one section of an email. I think you should have a fundraising type of campaign to support the podcast, either yearly or bi-yearly. Have it Kickstarter-like, where you have a goal and a meter that shows how much has been kicked in. Meters work well because people can see it's going up, or they can see it needs a push. Blind donation is tough because, like me, I just think I don't have a lot of money, but I'm sure other people are kicking in. That's a good point. So that's a good idea. That's what I'm, I'm going to do. On the website right now, if you go to massacast.com, you can see how many people have donated. Uh, you won't see any names or anything like that because it's all anonymous. But you'll see how many people have donated and how much has been donated so far. If every person who listens donated a dollar, I, I mean, okay, I could quit my job, my day job, but that's beside the point. Um, that's not going to happen, right? So if you've ever donated, thank you. And you've already done your part. If you want to donate again, five bucks, awesome. If you've never donated, if this podcast is meaningful to you, if, it, if it's worth something to you, then go ahead and, you know, send a dollar. Send five dollars, send twenty dollars, whatever feels right to you. If you can't afford anything, I totally understand. I'm there with you. Don't donate. If you're, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, don't donate because I know exactly what that's like and you shouldn't have to. Uh, but if you can, and I understand, you know, there are people out there who are married and they don't want a PayPal donation to Massacast showing on their credit card. I don't blame you. Don't out yourself for the sake of the podcast, okay? Please don't, you know, don't damage your personal life just because of the podcast. It's not that important. But if you've got a few spare bucks and if you can spare whatever, 50, 10, a dollar, then go ahead. That would be really appreciated. And um, it would ensure the continuation of the podcast. And Bill Gates, I know you listen. You kinky son of a bitch. You know you can... Well, okay, you're dealing with Africa. Never mind. So, massacast.com. Your credit card will... You know, if you, have, you don't need a PayPal account, you can just click it. 
Use your credit card. It will show up as a donation to PayPal, Massacast. So again, don't out yourself. But uh, let's see. Let's see how well it goes. Let's see how well it goes. So this episode, uh, a professional submissive. She listens to the podcast. She wanted to be interviewed, and I'm so glad she did. Her name is Kat. You can find her website, where she's got a blog, and you can learn more about her at sexylittlesubcat. That's cat with a K. dot com. Sexylittlesubcat.com. So we sat down and talked, and it was a lot of fun. Here, here's a, my conversation with Kat. But you are the first professional submissive that I've interviewed. This is the there's not very many of us at all. Uh. Well, okay, well, why do you think that is? Why do you think there aren't many? Um, I think it's taboo. You know, um, ever since the rise of feminism, um, female submission is taboo. Um, and also there's an added layer of danger. Um, just, you know, you're meeting strange people, um, subjecting yourself to quote-unquote torture, being tied up, and, um, you know, hurt. Basically, but, so but, it's um, I don't think very many people can deal with that, can handle that. Well, but female submission seems to be the. I mean, if you look at most media, that has to do with kink or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Uh, most most of it has to do with female submission, right? I mean, as much as I right. found the book Fifty Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. very popular. Even Oy. though you could want, want to question whether or not that is actual most kink related well not maybe not most maybe it's 50 50 i don't know mm-hmm. if i look at kink.com it's mostly mm-hmm. female submission right um on on their sites well i think with those um forms of media they're so they're so extreme in fantasy mm. that you know it doesn't penetrate into reality it's sort of like it, you're, depicting you're, pizza guys exactly. it's all pizza guys exactly have that, right? um but when you have a provider that's a real person um, who freely embraces her submissiveness, I think uh, many people are afraid of that, afraid to um, be powerful in their submissiveness. Right. For me, it's a natural part of who I am, and um, in exploring it, I've empowered myself. And I think... I think more people should, which is why I've started mentoring other people. I think that's a, I mean, because it's a common thing. That was one of the things when I first moved here, um, or I should say one thing that I, when I even started discovering kink and exploring when I was online only, um, was that most depictions were of these sniveling, submissive guys. Yes. That I, you know, and, and whereas for mm-hmm. me, it's quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a form of strength, and it sounds like that's the same thing for you. Oh, exactly. Um, I always say I'm not quite submissive, I'm more of a bottom. For me, submissive has connotations of weak and sniveling, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of giving up your will for others, crawling around in chain and leather, sure. bound in a closet 24-7, right. which some people enjoy that. But for me, you know, I'm just your regular girl next door who happens to like kink and right. who happens to be to enjoy being subjected to torture um i mean i'm sure you understand you embrace it in a almost graceful way and that's a source of strength for you yeah well let's talk about your personal history Mm -hmm. when did you um first decide you know realize you were kinky oh my gosh i elementary school (laughs) elementary school yeah so 
I've had a long history of putting things out my butt. (laughs) Okay. Um, And it just, I'm not really sure where it started. I've always had these fantasies um, of being forced, and I could go off Freudian, I could say, um, you know, I was the ugly duckling growing up. I was kind of chubby and cross-eyed, moved to this country at three and a half, didn't know any English, Mm -hmm. um, had like a peasant bowl cut. (laughs) just very awkward, very socially awkward. And I never felt wanted or desired or belonged, belonging anywhere. Um, So I guess the, the idea of being wanted and desired so much that someone would force me um, to, to do things for them. They couldn't take no for an answer. Exactly. Sure. Um, So that's, I have, I have a lot of rape fantasies. That's my main thing. Kidnapping, rape, Mm -hmm anything with force um that's my biggest shtick right uh what really turns me on Mm -hmm. and i think that's probably where it stems from just you know didn't feel like i was wanted it was the exact Mm -hmm. opposite of what no i think i think i think that's uh, now that i think of it it's very similar to mine too Mm -hmm. i mean i i I actually i had a bull cut too (laughs) but i i I think that's more acceptable for guys girls but uh, um uh no, I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's absolutely right. Um, right, especially when you hit puberty around that area. If you're the, I mean, most teenagers are awkward, sure. but if you're awkward in the extreme and can't really deal with that, yeah, you know, it, you like someone else to take yeah. control so that you don't have to feel awkward because right. you're, not, you're right. not in control. Right. I want I want someone to want me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's where it really stems from. For me, it's not really about the pain play that's not my thing i just want i just want to be wanted like to be taken <laughs> um right. taken right. exactly um no I'm, I'm the same way yeah well so when did you first start really exploring like outside of the element when did you actually start exploring um actually very very late i'd say around 20 23 mm-hmm. and I'm 26 I right now. I don't think that's really late. Okay. I mean, I think you'd be I surprised guess, how many people don't discover it until they're, you know, right. 50s. I know? guess I mean like very recently. Right. Um, and it, it actually turns out I was doing PR for my friend's um, lingerie line and I arranged a booth at a fetish party, fetish play party for her to sell her goods. And I was there in a business capaci- capacity uh, mm-hmm. monitoring the booth. And uh, it was during December, a huge blizzard struck, um, and there was a male pro-dom and a sub putting on a show hired by the party, and the sub, the female sub, had failed to show up. She was stuck in Brooklyn somewhere, uh, couldn't get to Manhattan because of the snow. Um, the, the male dom was panicking. He was like, I have a show to put on in 10 minutes. What am I going to do? So, you know, me... Innocent little me, uh, not a single kinky experience in my life, you know, waltzed on over to him and it's like, excuse me, Mr. Male Dom, uh, I noticed that you're a short one female sub, I don't have any experience whatsoever, but here I am, I'm a willing body, um, do with me what you will, if you accept. And he, he may, he asked, are you sure? Maybe 50 times. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes come on let's do this and my boyfriend at the time was you know like come on go girl come on let's do this (laughs) um so next thing you know he had suspended me from the stand of a sex swing 
and you know publicly public publicly flogging Mm -hmm. um caning spanking me using the electric fly swatter Mm -hmm. um blindfolding me and all these girls were coming up to me and making out with me and fondling me and of course my boyfriend was there with his arms crossed like being my bodyguard making sure none of the guys came up to touch me um and i stayed up for 40 minutes or so and i don't know it was just that was my first experience i dive right in so when you approached him though when you approached him where you were just like well, clearly this person needs help. I'll help. Or was it like, no. were you like drooling? Like, this is my I was drooling yeah. and a little tipsy. Yeah. Um, I needed some strength and yeah. bravery. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, going back to, you know, the time of the battery. Yeah, sure. Um, I, used to, I used to go on this website called Wasteland.com. Mm-hmm. And actually, I went, I checked it out a few months ago and it don't, no longer exists but it was, but like it was store, yeah it? No, was it a store I or a bdsm i think it was a bdsm a bdsm porn site it maybe you're right it's yeah been, are you, i remember i remember the site i don't remember right. the details but yeah i remember oh, going to it too that's so nice that someone else remembers it yeah. it feels so much more real now maybe it was a yeah. fantasy um yeah i just i would look at the free clips mm-hmm. you know the teasers um, you know, print out the pictures, put them in a little scrapbook, almost, put it under the bed. <laughs> Porn scrapbook. I probably have it somewhere. That's funny. Um, so yeah, the, these things, they've always stayed with me, and I just, I was a late bloomer, didn't start, you know, having sex or anything until college, mm-hmm. late college. Um, so I was panting to try it, and I was like, this is my opportunity, this is... I can do this right now. And you can be sort of like a, a savior in the situation. Exactly. Because I know you need some help. I love helping people. Sure. And I'm also an exhibitionist. Um, a shy one. I'm mm-hmm. a shy exhibitionist, which I think many are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very shy in the extreme, but I love... It's painful, but I like pushing myself to do it. Yeah. So in that in that case, I was like... Just, just do it. Don't think about it too much. Just do it. So after your first experience on stage, which is, is it, it mm-hmm. is, a, I mean, even though it is, many people think, oh, that's a really extreme first mm-hmm. first situation, but also it was extremely safe too because Public everyone was watching eye, and you knew. Yeah. Yeah. My boyfriend, my friends were there, yeah. my boss, yeah. my quote unquote boss, yeah. um, and the the dominant man. He was he was great. He was checking in on me every five minutes are you sure you're okay like tell me 10 minutes before you think you need to be let down because that's how long it takes and you know like with the zapping he's like are you sure you can take this here's a little one and then more intense more intense more intense like good god girl you've never done this before (laughs) and i'm like come on go for it i've been saving it up for years exactly so that was my first experience and after that you know i fooled around lightly with my boyfriend at the Mm -hmm. time and um you know, pretty vanilla yeah. stuff, like tied with ties to a director's chair or something. Sure. Um, but it still gave me a thrill. So that was pretty much it until I started my professional career. But so if you just fooled around, I'm just making I'm just making notes here. So sure, no problem. Uh, I'm not googling anything. <laughs> um, so if you had just fooled around a little bit with your semi-vanilla boyfriend, mm-hmm. 
to go from that to being a professional submissive mm-hmm. is a pretty big jump. As I said, I like to jump right in without yeah, looking I left guess. and right. How did you do that? I mean, how did you decide, okay, I'm going to be a professional submissive? What did you... Um, honestly, it was a measure of desperation. Economic situation? Exactly. Sure. Um, I had been struggling in freelance PR. I had gotten laid off um, the first time and then quit a second job that I hated. Mm-hmm. Destroyed my soul. Corporate world. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> and so... One day, I, I was crying because I didn't have any money to pay groceries for the next day, mm-hmm. uh, pay rent, um, anything. And I was like, dramatically, I was like, oh, I'm going to sell my soul yeah. for money. Um, and that's another thing. I've always wanted to be a sex worker, oddly enough. When really? other little girls in elementary school wanted to be a ballerina, the president, a teacher, I wanted to be a stripper. Wow, that's pretty... I I didn't really know what being a stripper meant. I just knew a stripper was someone that everyone wanted and was taboo. And, you know, she was a sexual object that all men drooled over. And if you were shy, a stripper's almost Mm -hmm. the exact opposite of that, right? Exactly. I wanted to be the exact opposite of who I was. Sure. I think that's very normal when you're young like that, right? You think... Yeah. And so, you know, I went on Craigslist uh, looking for, like, I guess... The escort mm-hmm. section. Um, it was uh, actually just, yeah, the adult gigs section, mm-hmm. which is now shut down. Right. And browsing through, I saw something, I saw a posting for an um, Asian female submissive. Um, no experience needed. Uh, I was like, wait, I'm Asian female. <laughs> And I think I'm submissive. So, you know, I, re- I respond and I get a response right away because I find out later that 99% of the responders to those posts are, you know, scams or sure. creepy people, uh, dangerous people. So they hooked, they went right for me. The like, one nice girl, innocent, right, sure. naive, nice girl. Um, so I went through with that. You know, got to know each other a little bit through email exchange. Well, I showed him my photos. I was pretty stupid at the time. I didn't do any screening. Just Mm -hmm. exchanged a few emails. You know, I'm like, okay, well, his grammar's pretty good. You know, he uses punctuation. He, you know, used block formatting in an email. Okay, (laughs) well... I don't mean to laugh. (laughs) No, no, this is my corporate training kicking in. So I'm like, okay, well, this email looks pretty professional. So this guy must be... You know, at least decent. Um, this had- letterhead looks impressive. I'm going to let him tie me up. <laughs> I need a letterhead. <laughs> um, he had told me his age as 50-something, and I, I was like, wow, gosh, that's old. I was 23 at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, but you know what? Oh, I'm desperate for money. I'm going to sell my soul, my body and soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure I'm, like, dramatically crying and mm-hmm. just wailing, writing in my diary or something the same time I'm writing these emails. Yeah. Um, so we met up, did our session, and it was pretty damn horrible. Really? <laughs> it was pretty, pretty damn horrible. What was, if you don't mind me asking, what was so bad about it? Or- um, you know, people are dominant for different reasons, just like people are submissive for different reasons. And I pride myself on being an intuitive person. And I think his thing was he wanted to be dominant 
because he was insecure. It came from a place of insecurity. Mm. Um, and there was a lot of little signs. He had told me through email he was 54, and a couple sessions down the road, I find out he's actually, like, 60. Mm. I forget the exact age. You know, he lied about his age and um, actually his career. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I'm a... I'm a top-rated dentist in the city or something, and I find out he, he was in the dental industry. A dentist. But a dentist. I'm like, can you look at my teeth? <laughs> um, yeah, it was just terrible. He was very insecure, and his sadism came out of a place of insecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making others feel um, weak and he vulnerable. He wanted to knock someone down yeah, so he exactly. could bring himself up. Exactly. Right. Very correct. Um, not much technique, um, and I, 60 something, Mm -hmm. um, and he honestly looked like 80 something, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, just very trembly hands, and it was just terrible, it was terrible, but you know, I hung in there for the money, um, sadly that is how it started, for money, and you know, the first session I was tied up, paddled purple, uh, needles stuck through my nipples, um, you know, and it's some pretty, water some torture. Extreme, extreme yeah, stuff when you yeah, haven't... water torture in the sink. Um, had you agreed on to all this? All in the, did you do a, like a pre-negotiation or anything like that? We we had talked a little bit. I didn't really understand what negotiation was. Sure. Um, so you know, we're in the hotel room, and he he was nice and respectful enough that he didn't. He wouldn't do anything you would say no to, but he would be, he would push. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at the time, I'm like, oh, I'm tough. I can take anything, yeah. you know. Like, look at myself. I'm selling my body for money. I can do anything now. Yeah. Um, Female empowerment. Exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, needles. Oh, I don't want to do needles. But fine. Maybe I'll try to yeah. find one. And then I'm like, okay, well, this isn't so bad. And then, you know, I was feeling unsure of myself and still exploring, like, wait, am I submissive? So maybe I'll... Being submissive means saying yes to everything. So, yes to everything. So I tried a little bit of everything. And, you know, some of it I enjoyed. Some of it I didn't. Mm -hmm. So despite having a horrible, horrible first few sessions, I don't even remember the second or third client. Um, Despite that... I felt empowered. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like, wow, I have I have something that people want. Mm-hmm. I have something. There's something special about me that um, people want to pay for this service, um, and it's a rare service because all these people are advertising for it. Yeah. Um, so I felt empowered. Were you just were you placing ads yourself or just replying no no to- I was I started out just replying to ads um really an idiot from my personal email and Mm. well (laughs) i don't even want to think about it um yeah and from from there i knew something about it was right for me i just had to find the right people Mm -hmm. um my right client base so i started exploring with you know Okay, well, what if what happens if I post an ad? That way I can read through people. So I started posting an ad on Craigslist, which um, led me to Backpage. I found out about Backpage, 
okay. I... Backpage is a sort of a escort site. Um, it's kind of a Craigslist. It has all sorts of services oh. from like um, you can sell your dining room table sure, there. Sure. No, I know. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's a section. What's, what's the page? yeah services? It's just right, right, for right. services. Right. You can like find automobile yeah. services, plumbing, yeah. everything. But they also have an escort section. The dancing. Village Voice, right? Yes. Yes. yes exactly. Okay. That's what I'm <clears throat> they they have a dom sub fetish fantasy section sure. so i found out about backpage from a i guess a client mm-hmm. from craigslist so i posted on backpage and back then this was three two and a half years ago it was slightly better than it is now mm-hmm. ever since they shut down the adult gig section of craigslist all the all the sleaze moved to backpage so yeah. now it's oh i would not recommend it yeah. at all um and then through there, I found a photographer client who helped me, you know, do some semi-professional photos, mm-hmm. and which led me to Eros. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I made my own website and established my client base mm-hmm. and started mentoring other people when I couldn't handle my client base. <laughs> but you, you have a few mentors, you said. Or you, you, oh, you, I have a few a protégés. A protégés. Yeah. yeah. Um, how, how, how did that come about? Um... Well, it just so happens. Here's me bragging a little bit. Um, I just, I just really love my career. It's my setting. It's my natural setting. It's mm-hmm. where I shine. I'm an incredibly awkward person, in reality. But when I walk into a session, I am like, I am turned on. I am 100% me. I'm cat. I rock the world. Yeah, <laughs> you paid for me. I'm your gift to yourself, and yeah. like, I'm, I'm here to make you happy. Yeah. Um, but in reality, I'm just dorky, geeky, mousy, whatever. Uh, Yeah, Um, yeah, so it's my natural setting, and it's where I shine, and I honestly love the majority of my clients who are not, you know, Johns or just clients. Um, A number of them have become really close friends, Um, my best friends here Mm -hmm. in the city, Um, the people who support me, my network, um, I chat with them, if not every week, then every other week. Um, I have my inner circle. And so I, I just built up my client base to be uh, so large that if I try to handle it all, I would be doing maybe uh, 10 to 15 sessions a week, yeah. every week. Yeah. And that's something I, I tried doing, maybe not 10 to 15, but I tried doing a fair number of sessions a week and I just started to get burned out and yeah. I'm like wait I don't like my career anymore yeah. okay wait I used to like it I used to really 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 love it what happened um so yeah I decided okay well let's diversify no not not all people are into cute curvy Asian chicks okay let's find somebody the opposite of me um yeah so I started advertising and seeing you know there's got to be other women like me who are your girl next door friendly a friendly approach to snm <laughs> um just to show you know not all submissives are sniveling yeah uh chain bound in the closet weak willed yeah. um so beings you, you played some ads and had some replies obviously yeah or? i had some replies talked back and forth told them my story a little bit um, had a face-to-face meeting and actually the first the first uh, woman i met um, to see on my website, I got really lucky because she she's a very good friend of mine now. Mm-hmm. We instantly bonded. We were both you know a little on the shy, reserved side, but 
you know, had a huge, uh, huge sexual side that mm-hmm. needed to be fulfilled. Um, so I'm like, okay, let's let's test this out. So I actually worked with her for a long time, just the two of us, which is why we're so incredibly close right mm-hmm. now. Um, yeah, and from there, you know, it just kind of um, expanded. I once in a while, I'd post a new ad. If I, I started getting in a business rut, yeah. um, FYI, my real fetish is running a business. <laughs> I love being tortured, but I love running a business. It kind of turns me on right. a lot. Um, yeah, and actually my, my main goal was to have no more than three, Max. I didn't want a agency. I didn't mm-hmm. want a dungeon. Right. Um, it was just a little collective uh, with all of us being close and supportive of each other. Um, three max, because I, d- I don't want anything big, but it turns out, you know, uh, some of the women told their friends, like, yeah. hey, this is what I do, and I love it. And, you know, one thing led to another, and their friends are like, wait, can she hire me too? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, it's hard to turn down. You are awfully cute. That's so. very, very funny. <laughs> yeah, so... There you go. That's how I ended up with more than three. Wow, that's that's amazing. Well, how so? What do you, what qualities do you look for? I mean, maybe you look for qualities that are similar to yourself. But yeah. uh, if I want to, let's say I want to be professional. Okay. Male submissive. Okay. Right? Good luck with that. But what <laughs> what what qualities do do I need to have in order to? Okay. Mm, you need to have a pussy. <laughs> no, okay. Okay. One, um, one strike against. Well. I actually do get quite a lot of requests, you know, like, hey, do you have any openings? And I'm a snob. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge snob. Um, I believe in education. So if you write me an email with bad grammar, punctuation, here we go again. Right. This is the theme of today's chat. Right. Um, use your grammar. <laughs> um, you know, and just very personable because you have to be you have to be personable you have a wide wide range of clients you could get someone who's young and hot to someone that's 80 yeah and fought in the korean war so how (laughs) how, how do you how do you how do you do that when you how do you i guess maybe because it's it's so sexual in my head Mm -hmm. how do you submit to someone you're not attracted to um this is me personally, you know, in the in the build-up, in the negotiations, through email, through phone, and even during the session face-to-face, having, uh, having a chat, getting small talk, getting to know each other, you know, you, you form a bond, some sort of, some sort of common goal. Mm-hmm. Our common goal is to have fun, not be dangerous, yeah. and just, you know, have a, have a good time yeah. without thinking too much about sure. it. And usually we bond over something, over small talk, and usually it's food or travel. I get a lot of out-of-town business men. So, you know, I'm asking them, like, oh, where have you been anywhere exciting? Yeah. Oh, wait, you were at the Cayman Islands? I was just there. That's so exciting. Did you eat at this restaurant? And, yeah. you know, you see them in a more casual element. Yeah. Um, they're excited. They're talking about things. And, you know... you. You start forming a little bit of a intimate bond, yeah. Um, and for me, that's all I need to feel, if not attraction, then some sort of intimacy with you. And oftentimes, 
you know, the clients don't have an outlet for these dark fantasies. Mm -hmm. You know, their closest friends, their spouses, their girlfriends don't know about this. You're the only person who they can share this with. And that's, that's really precious. Oh, I sound so trite right now. (laughs) No, not at all. But it's really something special that they can share that with me. What are your biggest kinks for you? I mean, you could talk about your personal life or whatever you want. Well, I said before, and I emphasize it because it's my biggest, um, any kind of forced play, Mm -hmm. Um, anything that makes me feel special and wanted. Uh, I think my submission feeds my narcissism. Okay. Like, I I want to be wanted and forced. Yeah. Um, I want you to just take me. Yeah. Like, I have cave girl syndrome. I was I've diagnosed it. Cave girl syndrome. Cave girl syndrome. I've never. I just want I just want a big strong caveman to like knock me over the not the head oh knock me on the butt and throw me over his shoulder and just like off to his cave and ravish me right um so like all the i'm not too much into the protocols Uh um or pain play um or you know all the all the fancier aspects of bdsm because i just like to be ravished yeah I just like to be thrown down and fucked, right. basically. That's my big. That's my biggest thing. That's your biggest thing. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. You, you and said, it's simple. You said you have a boyfriend right now. I do have a boyfriend, my honey bunny, uh-huh. which doesn't sound very dominant, but he's yeah, he's he's more. How did you meet him? Um, he was actually one um, one of my clients, uh-huh. and uh, we just had we just built a stronger relationship and. Um, we started going traveling together. Uh, yeah, and then just tra- tra- traveling 24-7 for a few days um, makes it feel more intimate. You know, you're spending huge amounts of time together, going mm-hmm. out to dinner, you know, watching movies, going to the beach, uh, enjoying hotel rooms. And, you know, it developed into something more romantic. Uh, how, how, do you, how, how do you broach that subject of going from... Because I, I mean, I know I know plenty of guys mm-hmm. who uh, had, were in the reverse, where they were the client mm-hmm. of a pro dom, mm-hmm. and they really started developing feelings. But I mean, good luck with that, right? right. I mean, uh, how did that? How did the subject get broached, or did it something that just naturally happened? It just or? naturally happened. Um, you know, at before this process happened, I was just so closed off to relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, after the ex-boyfriend and I, after we broke up, I was just done. I I don't want to, I don't want to handle baggage right now. I just want to, like any other mid-twenties yuppie, um, I want to concentrate on my career, get that off the ground, no distractions, which is what I did. And I was just so closed to developing relationships um, new relationships, um, especially of the romantic nature. And so, like, I always say, like, this guy snuck up on me. He blindsided me, clubbed me on the back of my head. Yeah, um, yeah we just, it just slowly developed. And at first it was no pressure because, you know, he was paying me to enjoy wine, food, mm-hmm. and hotels and travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and gradually it just, you know, I don't, 
trying to think exactly where it turned, but there was just an acknowledgement of one day it was just, hey, we both really enjoy this. Yeah. Maybe let's try, let's let's try like a date. S- like a real I don't know if there was a concrete real date it just kind of tapered off honestly um I think it, it turned into something like okay well what what do we consider a session now yeah and what do we consider just like fun time <laughs> because wait that's weird if I charge you for session because yeah. I like you yeah. um so I just kind of like okay well maybe I'll pay you for like formal play sessions <laughs> and then like okay fine so once every three times yeah. and then it just kind of tapered off yeah, from right. there because like like any relationship things get less formal and more casual so yeah. there you go but we were both happy with it so how do you how do you uh or or even how does he uh Manage the fact that you're you're still working, right? So what is that? Is that a, a challenge? Or is that's that... that's a huge challenge, especially now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's he's a amazing person, um, very special, in that he can deal with my career. Mm-hmm. He's he doesn't love it that his girlfriend is off running around with other guys. Sure, but he's very supportive of what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he understands my business fetish and, you know, supports that wholeheartedly. It's almost a, a type of poly relationship, almost. Is it, or, I mean, it is. Not really. There's, well, poly indicates mm-hmm. sort of like a right. multiple romantic partner. Right. But it's almost more like a, an open relationship in a way. It is. Yes. That's something we've been discussing, both, you know, researching open relationship books mm-hmm. and examples. Um, so, you know, right now our boundary is... It's fine if I get paid mm-hmm. and he pays. Right. Um, so it, it has to... It's not quite balanced right now because, you know, it is my career. Sure. Um, whereas, you know, he he's, he's naturally monogamous mm-hmm. and, you know, naturally loving. Yeah. And so it's hard for him to stray. So that's something we're still working on, you know, because when in an open relationship, when it's unbalanced, there's bound to be resentful feelings sure. on one side or the here. other. Right. Um, and, you know, I've been doing this um, start to finish just about three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's time to consider a change. I, I don't I'm not saying retirement. I'm just turning a corner somewhere. Yeah. I just don't know where yet. You know, I, I know I know a lot mm-hmm. of couples in open relationships have there are things that they only do with each other. Right. So like there's like an activity right. or something like that right. that they just do for each other. That's that's something that I have a very very tough time with. Mm-hmm. And because that limits I, yeah. you, right? I mean, yeah. I've. It's funny that you hit on this exact topic because this is something that we've been talking about a lot within the past month i'm i want my cake i want to have my cake and eat it too sure like i want everything and in that way i'm incredibly selfish um you know we i've established a reputation as the submissive with very few limits Mm -hmm. they exist but they're not very apparent yeah i i i can speak from the guy who's monogamous Mm -hmm. side of things you know sod does play with other people you know but there are lots of things that are just us. Right. You know, we only have sex with each other. 
we only cuddle with each other. You know, uh-huh. we only live with. I mean, there's all these. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a huge array of right. things that we only do together. And um, but at the same time, it, you know, it has been. You know, it is it, 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 as as the guy in the situation. Sometimes, you know, if I'm if I'm sitting at home and she's working, which I understand, it's it's her job, right? But the, I would be lying. There's still that part of me like, but I want to play right now. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's funny that I, you say that. Um, my honey bunny says exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but and I think that's mm-hmm. just natural. I mean, and um, you know, but I, and I am, I admit, mm-hmm. fairly. I can be a jealous person. We got a dog, and even I'm jealous of the dog, you know, because I'm like, but that's. that's but I want, I want attention. I, I want to meet right. that, right? Yeah. Or whatever. Um, and I totally, in my brain, I can mm-hmm. think of it logically and say, you know, well, it's her job, right? And and I, I grant, in my situation, it's 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 a bit different because there's right. a huge range of things that we don't mm-hmm. do. I mean, that she only does with me. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no. I like, can how how did you compromise on those things? Um, were any of those things she things that did belong in her career, but you guys compromised? No, on? there's nothing. There's mm-hmm. really nothing that has changed. She didn't change anything mm-hmm. in hers um, in her career, and I didn't ask her to either. Yeah. Right? Um, she really didn't change her repertoire or anything like that. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she only had sex with me. She wasn't sleeping, sleeping right. with you know right. having sex with clients. She mm-hmm. wasn't kissing clients. She mm-hmm. wasn't you know. Um, cuddling, you know, whatever. There's all these different things that we right. only did together anyway. So that's a huge thing. Now, uh, on the flip side of that, you know, it's. It, I think it would be different maybe if um, if I was wealthy enough to support us both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. You know, maybe that would have changed it. Maybe, you know, she could have just focused on, you know, focused on her art or something mm-hmm. like that. But she also does enjoy working too, uh-huh. you know. So um, I wouldn't want to take that away from her. I don't know. I'm... I'm- there are very few things that belong to me and my boyfriend, yeah. which I guess is the issue. I mean, we have a special paddle that only he uses. Mm-hmm. We have a special flogger. Um, we have our bed that no one else can get in. Yeah. Um, preferably not even friends. Like, yeah. no, you cannot sit on that bed because that is our bed. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I do a lot of dinner sessions. Yeah. I'll go out to dinner, have wine, because I, I enjoy I enjoy my clients. Yeah. And they enjoy me, hopefully. So, I and, you know, everyone loves the anticipation leading up to a session. You yeah. know, the flirting, the sexual innuendos, mm-hmm. um, the hints. And so, that's something, that's something that's becoming an issue. Yeah. It's not a huge issue yet um but it's something to be aware of something because, you're navigating right? yes he's not he's not jealous if i go out there have a one or two hour session with a mediocre client i have a decent enough time it's not deadly dull you know it's just it's, it's work. when you have a really good time yeah problem, it's when right? i have a really good time yeah. and i come back saying oh my gosh we had steak and then we had two bottles of wine and like I, I was tipsy and I had such a good time right, and no, then we used all these whips and like oh my gosh it was just so much fun that's when he gets jealous yeah yeah um, I mean I'm, I'm in, I've been in the exact same yeah. position right if, if, if she comes home she has a really good uh-huh. play experience I'm like but I don't want to hear about you having an awesome experience with someone yeah. while I was sitting here wishing I was having right. an awesome experience with you you know right. that's the one thing so, so now she you know we, we, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say how is work and it's just 
she knows that it's just uh-huh. sort of like the casual thing you say to a coworker. Right, right. How's it going? You don't yeah. really want to know how they're doing. You're just saying. So I said, "How is work?" And she said, "She'll say good or bad or whatever." She says, "Yeah, it was good," or "Ah, oh, it was fine," or, yeah. or "It was eh," or whatever. Yeah. Um, if it was really good, she knows not, not to right. tell me, right? Well, maybe I don't know that. Um, my boyfriend said um, has stated this to me. He's like, "I want to know when you have a fantastic session." Like he he wants to know everything about me because he's he's very interested in me and how I think and. Just everything about me. Yeah. Um, he's an incredibly loving person, very giving, and very, very caring. Yeah. Um, but it, he wants to know, but at the same time, it's hard. Yeah. I understand it's, that's very hard to deal with. So, and he's like, I don't want you to hide things from me. And so, I, I that leaves me no, no, in sorry, a place like, like w- wait, I, I want to tell you about, oh my God, I had a great day. Right. But at the same time, I know that's causing you discomfort. How do I no, deal with been, that? No, <laughs> like, I've been in this uh-huh. exact same position because I don't want her to hide. And so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of she's not hiding. She's not going into the gore details, right? She's just yeah. not going into yeah. all of it. And if she says, you know, she had a bad session, part of me's like, hey, well, you got to get stuff at home then. Yeah. You know? um, so, yeah, I mean... It, uh, there is, and I, I know when I look at it logically, mm-hmm. it makes. I mean, I've won. You know, yeah. she's she's she, living with right, you. Right, exactly. Yeah. This is we have an awesome relationship. So when I look at it logically, mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no reason for me to be jealous. You know, and I know that there yeah. are these guys who are, I'll be email. I'll get emails yeah. from them saying they're extremely jealous of me, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think that just comes with being monogamous. When right. you're wired to be monogamous, right. it's really hard to turn that off, right? Um, right. But yeah, but no, that's interesting that it. That it you experience the same thing. Oh yeah. In I mean, it's a it's a it's a difficult thing, but right. Uh, you know, it sounds like you're navigating it. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's it's still evolving. Yeah. So the, uh, dinner dates are our big top of of conversation yeah. right now because, like, okay, if it, I know that makes them really uncomfortable, but I really enjoy them. I really love being wined and dined. Yeah. Who doesn't? Um, it makes me feel special. Yeah. It makes me feel wanted. Know which are my core values. Sure. Um, it's something that's really important to me. But at the same time, this person I love, it makes him uncomfortable. Yeah. So I... Compromise is very new to me, so I'm, I'm still trying to figure out idea. my head. What if you still did wine and dine, but you only did it at really shitty restaurants? <laughs> Say like McDonald's or oh god, you know, oh you know the McNuggets were okay, you know. So he hears that he's like, oh well, I've got a nice steak here for you, whatever. I don't know. No, about I'm just, that. I'm just, that's yeah. just an idea. Just an idea. <laughs> I frown on your idea. <laughs> McNuggets, no. Oh, well, it's just an idea. Okay. Um, Arby's maybe okay. But I have all these friends who are pros, and they will when they when you get a bunch of professional female mm-hmm. dominance sitting around. Eventually, the topic of weirdest or, uh, or craziest or something like that will will come up. Do you, I mean, obviously you don't want to out someone, uh, but uh, is there anything uh, that comes to mind as being something especially... Weird? Well, maybe not weird is, the, is a strong thing. Um, Unusual. Sure. Or something that made you go, well, that's really, hmm, okay. Mm. Yeah, okay. You know, or, or, or hell no, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, there's been a couple requests. Um, you know, I have, of course, I have my limits. Uh, for example, brown shower being one that's yeah. hell no. Sure. But it's not something, or at least I try not to judge others for yeah. it because you know it's. No, I know I it's a huge say, area of I play. I can understand that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's a few. For me, it's about attitude yeah. and respect. It comes back to that. Um, I had a call about two months ago, and it was this man who was who was a little bit belligerent on the phone, and he was like, "I want to shave your head. How much would it cost me to shave your head?" Right. And I'm like, "I'm sorry, that's not happening." He's like, "Fine." Are any of the other subs into having their heads shaved? I'll make it well worth their time. How much are you, how much is a typical session? I'm like, X amount. Right. He's like, I'll make it well worth their time. Like, okay, sub X, what does she do in her like real career? I'm yeah. like, I'm like, why should I tell you? Yeah, exactly. And so like his thing was like he wanted he wanted to find our price. Yeah. Doing, for doing something that we that we definitely do not want to do, but he wanted to find our price and make us feel degraded. Yeah. Because, you know, I've I found your button, your price. So for him it wasn't so much about because he had a fetish for shaving right. heads. It was he wanted he wanted to make someone right. do something they wouldn't normally do. Right. Anything, right. That's that was my impression at least. Sure. Um and I just I was just furious. Yeah. I was just furious. I'm like, how dare you like Yeah. Like, we're, we're yes we are professionals that doesn't mean that you know we don't have dignity yeah and he's it's like, like oh, who just hates, yeah like you know. i i've had tons of women who've you know i've paid to shave their heads and like <laughs> i'm like okay well go find one yeah. wait a few months and shave their head again good lord <laughs> <laughs> do you get do you work with couples too or yes we work with couples does that happen often um, or no once or twice a month really um some of us are better than others um i always recommend one or two subs for that why Just, is that what um, is it uh... well different sexualities um i consider myself flexible mm-hmm. fluid right um you know i'm but definitely leaning on the side of interested in men yeah um but so some if of they're looking for someone who's bi then yeah right. truly bi for me i'm you know, I'll, I'm a little bit more enthusiastic than gay for pay. Right. Um, depending on who my partner it is. Just sound, that's, that's just, that's, I'm, I don't, I'm not laughing at you. Okay. That, that phrase just sounded, I'm a little bit more enthusiastic than gay for pay. Well, I mean... That, that's just a funny... That's just a, in, right. Well, in college, I was bi-curious. Mm-hmm. And I have, I've kind of gotten that out of my system, the curious part. But I'm not quite bi. Mm-hmm. But I'm not quite something as clear-cut and cold as gay for pay so i'm somewhere i could be persuaded to be interested in pussy Uh, (laughs) in the couple situation Mm -hmm. is it usually two dominant couple or is it usually Um, male dominant or female or i mean it's usually a dominant male Mm -hmm. and a either submissive female and an inexperienced female Mm -hmm. very rarely is it too dominant yeah um, and if it is two dominant um, partners, I have to do extensive screening. Really? Um, probably. I ha- I haven't done this in a long time. Um, and last time I did it, you know, I sat down um, with 
me, the provider, and the couple, um, you know, just that escalates the risk. I'm, There's I'm, two dominants <laughs> right, but against I, one submissive. That, that, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I guess I wouldn't have... I, I, don't know why, I, I don't know why I didn't think that would increase the risk. Maybe, maybe just because I... Uh, well, I guess... I find people tend to rub off on each other mm-hmm. and rub off. Mm-hmm. Try to one up one each other. Exactly. Right. And so things escalate fast and it can get uncomfortable. Mm. And just with with couples, there's just so many dynamics that mm. you have to think about. I mean, you know, is a wife okay? Is she jealous about her yeah. husband? Or I mean, could be girlfriend, boyfriend sure. or um, you know, like wait. If is the husband feeling left out in a lot of couples uh, scenarios, it's only girl and girl play with the with the male watching mm-hmm. or or half participating. Is that because it, because the wife's not comfortable with the guy participating? Yeah, um, so it might the man might be just a voyeur mm-hmm. or doing some light spanking or, but it's mostly woman on woman. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, when you have two dominant people, it's no. I mean, I, I'm i not stereotyping, but like s- some dominant characters can get a little bit, you know, like, oh, I'm the alpha here. Yeah. Wait, wait. But you can't have two alphas. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. butt heads. Sure. Um, things heat up. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. And so, yeah. So some of the, some of the other subs are better with couples. Yeah. I mean... I'm I'm decent with couples, but some some of them are fantastic. Sure. So of course I recommend them. Right. And they enjoy it more, so everyone wins. This has been really, yeah. really fun. I really appreciate yeah. you sitting down and talking with me. No problem. I hope you're willing to do it again. Oh I will I love this stuff. This is great. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. if someone can, uh, and I'll write this down as well, okay. but will you see that you have a blog that you write on quite a bit? I do. It's on my website, is? Um, which is www.sexylittle sub cat with a k mm-hmm. uh, dot com there you go um, it's on the news page and I write in it if not every week every three are, days are or so Twitter as well you're out there no that, no that's all right. well, I just want to yeah. ask because I wanted to give you the opportunity to promote it if you oh, want, but that's thank you well, well if you ever do let me know no we'll need put to it promote. on the contact yeah. section but yeah thank you so much for doing thank this thank you thanks to Kat again her website and her blog you can find at sexy little sub cat Dot com. That's cat with a K. Um, and yes, the podcast continues. Your donations. Kicking off the fundraiser right now. And again, you can pitch in to help the podcast, massacast.com. You'll be able to see how many people have donated and how much has been do- uh, raised so far. I don't know. We'll see how well this goes. This, this might be really this might be really amazing. This this could be turning into something really cool. Um, but thank you for listening either way. If you if you are like me and you cannot afford to donate to another thing, that's perfectly understandable. You can go ahead and tweet about it. You can tell your kinky friends if you enjoy the podcast or you can come on the podcast and that can be your way to donate too because uh, we couldn't do it without the people who are brave enough to jump on the podcast. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.
what you're lovely with your smile so warm and your cheeks so soft there is nothing for me but to love 